You're listening to Baking a Boss, a podcast for the modern Latina cake designer. I didn't always dream of having my own business as a cake designer, but when my son was diagnosed with autism, I left my job to be a full-time mom and housewife. But being the independent Latina that I am, I needed more. So I discovered a passion for cake decorating, business, and marketing strategies. I was able to turn a hobby into a six-figure income working from home, and now it is my mission to help Latinas like you turn their hobby into a profitable business from the comfort of your home. Join me as we discuss topics common in our community and listen as I bring you a new perspective on life, business, money mindsets, and what it takes as a Latina woman to be successful in an extremely saturated industry. All of this with a sweet side of azúcar. Let's get started. Today's guest is Chef Ruby Colon, a young entrepreneur with the passion to cook and the determination to share with the world her flavors and unique ideas to the culinary scenario. With over eight years of experience cooking for local events and charities and working alongside chefs who specialize in cuisines all around the world, Ruby has turned her love for food from passion to profit and has established Latin Raices Catering, a business 100% Latina, 100% woman-owned, and 100% delicious. She shares her humble beginnings and how her Puerto Rican culture has inspired her menu and her life. Let's dig in. Yes, ma'am. Hey, Ruby. Thank you so much for joining hey. me on this podcast today. I want to thank you so much. I started this podcast because I wanted to start... Um, kind of talking to the Latinas in the cake community. But from the get-go, I felt like I wanted to talk to you. So you were the reason that I decided that I'm going to expand to Latinas in the event industry, period. So that's going to be amazing. I cannot wait to dig more into that. But you're my first guest in the event industry. And I would love it if you would introduce yourself. Yes, yes. So my name is Ruby Cologne, Chef Ruby to others, uh, Ruth to others. <laughs> uh, basically, I run a Latin catering firm. Uh, uh, gratefully, it's uh, all women cast uh, staff team. But uh, I'm super, super thankful for all the ladies on my team. Uh, we started around 2018 and we've basically grown since then. Um, our background is Puerto Rican. And then, uh, like I said, slowly building up the team. I've just had uh, uh, women from like different parts of, uh, you know, culture wise and and, and uh, backgrounds and things like that. So everyone is kind of like, a, I like to consider my business as like a, 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 an asopao, if uh-huh. you may. And I feel like everyone that works with me is kind of like an ingredient. You know what I mean? Like if this person's missing, you, we feel it, you know, if this person, like everything, every, it's a, it's such a collective, cohesive, like teamwork vibe. And I am like loving everything and how we've just been able to grow with that culture. So, um, yeah, that's it. That's Lion Rice's catering. Um, but you know, we do, uh, uh, typically our, uh, typical event is like weddings, but we've done everything from like residentials to like, uh, graduation parties. So anyone needs food, let us know. <laughs> but basically, that's what we do. Um, and yeah, we're just we're a small biz just trying to grow up there and, and trying to uh, go above and beyond um, with limitations with the limitations that exist, especially for individuals like right. us. But uh, yeah. So <laughs> where did you grow up? 
So uh, I grew up, actually, that's a really good question, right? Because my Spanish, um, a lot of my clients, they laugh because my Spanish is good, but it's not like correct right. per se. Um, so I was actually born in the States, um, in Connecticut, and then I was raised in Pennsylvania. And then we came down here to Florida. Um, but my mom moved from Puerto Rico and um, sh her English is very, very limited. So since I was young, I've always been translating for my mom. And that's where basically my Spanish came. Um, but yeah, that's uh, my background. I mean, yeah, we were we were in Pennsylvania for about pretty much of my early childhood, middle middle years. And then we came down here and uh, um, I was just exposed to to it was a culture shock, actually, going from up north to down Florida here. How so? Um, at such a young age. Oh my goodness. Um, well, definitely it was a culture shock for me because, uh, up North, it was very fast paced. Um, you know, uh, we were always walking, um, things were like down the block <laughs> as we like to say at that time. Um, and now here, when we moved down here, everything was like, you need a vehicle, you know, you need oh, to make yeah. sure that, um, that, uh, you know, both language languages, excuse me. Um, in depth because uh, there was a little bit of a struggle with just being able to, as, at least for, from my parents, uh, from my mom's uh, perspective, like it was a little bit of a struggle for her to just kind of like us move down here. And and there was a, a lot of like language barriers of me being in school. So there was, uh, there was a struggle moving down here, but I think it was just basically adapting and that's something that I think that I'm truly grateful for that I can adapt, even if it seems kind of turmoilish, yeah. you know? So, yeah. So talk to me about your upbringing. Do you come from a family that has businesses or what was that like? Oh my goodness. No. <laughs> so um, we grew up very, very, very humble very uh tight uh very family oriented um so a lot of like family gatherings and things like that um when it comes to growing up it, we made with what we had so i think that i can tell you that being in this field of work and growing up i'm very resourceful <laughs> um but realistically um the upbringing, um, honestly, like with the family and everything, like it's, it, it helped me like ground myself so that I am who I am today. So how can I say this? So I don't come from a family of businesses. Everyone kind of just lived the, um, I guess the ideal society expectation, like meet, so you know, work, meet someone, get married, go to school you know, have a family and things like that. So I lived my life very uh, independent and I was the first one in my family to start a business. Um, and a lot of the times my mom was like a little nervous because she, not that she didn't believe, but it was so new to her and so drastic and so uh, courageous that she used to look at me like, wow, my, because uh, we're, I'm the youngest of five. Um, so, you know, she'd look at me in a way where it was like, wow, my youngest daughter, 
Like, you're doing this, right? You're okay with this? Like, you feel good? Like, you know, are, you know, if you need anything. And she's just been such a huge support system since I started that, honestly, like, I remain humble because of her and because of my upbringings. But I also remain uh, confident because of the support that she gives me. So my upbringings, honestly, with, like I said, the whole family orientation just helped me develop to be this person that, like, I love connecting with people. You know, I love, that's why when we were talking earlier, like, you know, the 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 growing so massive where you just kind of disconnect because you have to put somebody else in play, place, excuse me, like, I get it. I definitely get it. So, um, but yeah, going back to the topic, yes, my upbringings um, are, are, are what made me who I am today in the business as well as just who I am overall as a person. So how did Latin Raices Kittering start? What made you say, I mean, did you just wake up one day and say, you know what, I'm going to start a catering business or what, how did this come to be? So actually, um, I was working for an event venue and, um, I, I, I like to cook. Um, I just never cooked for massive crowds. Um, cooking for me wasn't like a task. It was more of like a uh, focus, uh, focus on a manipulation of an ingredient, you know, and, um, and the result, you know, of it. And, and I love that. I love that, that whole process. And, um, my belly. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Let me go back to the question. How did Latin Raices Catering start? What made you start a catering business? Yes, sorry. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, so I was working for a firm. And like I said, the whole cooking aspect came natural. It's more like therapy for me. And um, a client came in uh, looking for uh, Hispanic food. And I was not, like I said, experienced to cook for a big crowd. But at the time, the salesperson, who happened to be a family member of mine, uh, decided to ask me if I was willing and open to uh, take on this client. She only had 40 guests, and it was a for a quince. And um, the client happened to be a lawyer. <laughs> and I honestly, I was a little nervous but something inside of me was like, why not? Um, as long as you have all of the information that you need to make sure that everything was done properly um, and, you know, and safe, of course. It, again, why not? You know, I, I feel like how I live my life a little bit is not really. It is good to think things over, but I, I like to kind of lean into the fear that a lot of us kind of uh, limit ourselves from not moving forward with something. So at the time, I was a marketing manager and I decided to take on this gig. And when I met with this client, I was very transparent with them, uh, with everything, you know, my experience and everything. And they still decided to give me a shot. Um, and when I did the tasting with them, um, I remember that day I was so nervous. Uh, because A, I didn't know what to call myself, the business or whatnot. Um, but I knew I wanted it to be something that was going to stand out, or at least people will remember. So when we did our tasting, um, 
I remember I'm presenting all the dishes and everything. And, and, and I remember I was watching YouTube videos prior to that just to kind of get an idea of how to execute a tasting, right? And um, fast forward, long story short, the client ended up booking. And I remember I was so excited that day, that amount that she put down, I took those funds and I went and bought some Schaefer's. And I know a lot of people are like, Schaefer's. <laughs> but I was like so excited. I remember it was a really old uh, collapsible ones, like uh, with the with the plastic or the hard plastic lid or whatnot. And um, it was just it was a, a it was a huge major accomplishment for me, even in the eyes of others, if it was minor. And when I went into like like doing more research to make sure that I was like executing the event properly, I knew I had to pick a name, right? Because I I, I liked the feeling of what I was doing at the moment when everything was just kind of like unraveling. And, you know, I started looking at names and um, I know that I wasn't born in Puerto Rico. So I'll, I get a lot of, uh, a lot of like, oh, how, how do you know the true essence right. Uh, or flavor, right? Because you weren't born there, but my roots are from there. Um, my roots are from there. So I wanted to be, so I wanted the name to tie in roots in some way or somehow, but I wanted the name to be presented to all types of cultures, right? To everyone. And when the Hispanic reads the name, uh, sometimes they'll switch the raices and they put Latin because grammatically it's not correct. But I kind of wanted to go with the whole like Spanglish kind of vibe because I'm Spanglish, right. <laughs> um, you know, and I wanted I wanted to appeal to that crowd as well. But still, but my flavor still staying true to my roots. So. I think that's where Latin raices came about, like I just, you know, I, 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 I some other names and then I did think of Raices Latina and then I was like no I'm, I I want to be different and I just I swapped the two and I was like yeah I'm like my gringos can enjoy it and my Hispanics yeah. can enjoy it and that's just that's just how the name came about like it and was it a, comes it was so a, easy it was between me it's and, like yeah. easy on the tongue yeah, Latin Raices like... catering it's not like a tongue twister or anything like that yes. and anybody knows like if they read Latin they know that it's Latin food if they read Raices they know that it's Latin food so it's like it's it's yes. perfect and I do um can relate to you when it comes to like people asking about oh are you really Hispanic are you really Puerto Rican because you were not born there like I was born in Puerto Rico but I was raised there for only nine years so I've been in Florida my entire life so oh, for, wow. for me it's like oh what part of Puerto Rico are you from and I'm like I tell them I'm like just say they wait now well oh do you remember this and this and I'm like no I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. You know, and both of my parents were born and raised in New York. So I'm very, very much American. Yeah, my mom is from Brooklyn and my dad is from the Bronx. So it's like, how am I so like related to the Hispanic? Because my mom's English, I mean, her Spanish is horrible. My mom's Spanish is horrible, wow. but I'm fluent in both English and both, you know, in Spanish. Um, but I'm like, listen, I could be for a minute. I was like, I feel like I'm not Puerto Rican enough for the 
Hispanic community, and then I don't feel American enough for the American community. And then it's like oh, not until God. about the, I want to say being totally transparent in the last three months where I feel like I can embrace that I am both. Like it's okay to say I am Puerto Rican, but I am also American. And it's okay to feel like uh, you're a little bit of both. You don't have to choose. And I feel like that's kind of like with you, you can cater to both the Puerto Rican or the Hispanic community, but you can also cater to the American community. Oh my goodness. I've never, never heard of it like that. Like I'm Puerto Rican American. I am oh Puerto God. Rican American. I am making a t-shirt. Yeah. I'm going to trademark that. I am Puerto Rican American. <laughs> Girl, I'll buy the first one. Send it to me. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. Yes. I love so, it. So what has been the most challenging part of being a Latina in business, do you think? Oh my goodness, what hasn't? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, well, there there are things. Um oh my goodness, where do I start? A there's there so first and first and foremost, Latina, right? A lot of people um attached to SAS. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's almost like you get handled like um like a hot potato because no one knows right but so they're expecting so they're expecting so like when people are hearing uh chef ruby's coming in i always get the oh i mean i was expecting someone older right <laughs> or or um or just just not me and i think you know i definitely stand out there's a lot of things um that physically i stand out and I think that also being a Latina and then a, a, an entrepreneur, there are there are moments where um, you know you have to step up. You know, uh, you have to represent. You have to uh, be uh, grounded um, and standing on your own feet and just uh, owning your your uh, your purpose. And there have been times where um, it's either doubts, uh, you know, a lot of people, um, there's been times, you know, where maybe people don't think that you will commit or, or put out uh, an amazing product. It don't matter if you have a thousand five-star reviews, there will always be doubters. Um, there will always be individuals who, um, who don't think that you can uh, create something or, or, or just, just the, it's mostly doubts, you know, whether it's your strength or things like that. And I think that we are individuals always showing what we can do. And I think that's such a beautiful thing because it it's never, at least for me, I can say like, it's, it's never enough for me. Like I am always on the quest to be better for me and for past me. Um, like whatever it is that I have to improve. Um, and I think uh, with my colleague friends, I've been able to grow with certain things that help me grow also as a business owner, but also as a personal being, um, which I can appreciate. So honestly, being a Latina entrepreneur has its ups and downs, but it's such a journey that I will never, ever, ever take it for granted. Uh, mistakes, errors. Everyone hates mistakes. I love mistakes. I've learned way, way so much more from my mistakes 
than I have from anything else. And I think it's a process that some of us hate to go through, especially if we're like perfectionists, right? But it's such an amazing transition to go through, process to go through because of the outcome. And um, I think that, I don't know, I think that I, I, I wouldn't trade this this uh, this journey for anything, you know, of being a, a Latina. Did you ever yeah. experience like imposter syndrome? Oh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> actually. <laughs> still do a little um, bit. <laughs> I do. Yeah. It's a struggle. Do. I think I'm like, uh, yeah, it is. It is. It is. Um, I think that a lot of us dive into this with passion, which I think is such a beautiful thing. Um, but the longer we take to recognize and acknowledge that this is this is who we are, like, this is our thing, right? The longer this imposter syndrome uh, continues to develop. And I think that that was me. And to be honest with you, probably up until the beginning of this year and still slightly, right? Um, and I feel like a lot of us can identify with this whole imposter syndrome, especially when we're going at it uh, with a passion. And um, at least for me, I think that I was on it so hard because I stayed in this kind of small thinking and uh, not really believing that I was putting that out there. I mean, I was seeing these reviews and I was still reading it. And I'm like, who's Ruby? <laughs> Who is this girl? You know, like, this is not me. And then, you know, you time keeps passing and and your work, you, you've indulged yourself like so much in work that you continue to uh, slowly um, emotionally detach from your business. And then I think up until um, last year, eh, I had a, 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 just, you know, I hired a, a, a pro for a, for a task. And the pro asked me a question where I, I, I just started bawling, crying, you know, and I'm already an emotional <laughs> person, but I was like, like, like ugly crying. Right. And I'm like, and we were having a zoom video and I had to turn off my camera and he's like, turn it back on. And I'm like, I, I can't show this, this vulnerability of, 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 uh, of myself. Um, and then he's like, but it's necessary, not for me, but for you. And, and I turned it on and, um, I think that it, it, it put me in a place where, where when he asked me this question, um, I, I just, you know, I think that I did so much reflecting and literally all the years of my life, or, or excuse me, of my career just went past me. Like I was just like, mind blown, right? And he's, so he asked me, he's like, where, uh, you're telling me all of this, right? And you're telling me, you know, what you need to work on and everything and whatnot. But I have a question for you um, because you said you want to grow and you have all these awesome projects and goals that you want to do with the business. But where's the owner? You know, so when he asked me, where's the owner? You know, I'm looking at him and initially I got angry. I'm like, what do you mean? Where's the freaking <laughs> owner? I'm the owner, dude. Like, I'm, you're talking to her. But then I didn't react. I just, you know, I, I reacted, but I didn't react angrily. I was just like, it was just like, and I'm like, wow. Where is the owner? You know, um, 
I, I felt not super connected to my business because I felt like I needed to be a machine in order to be acknowledged, in order to be like accepted as a business uh, owner. I have chills right now, and, and I'm like, I'm. Ch- I feel like I'm choked <laughs> up right now because I, uh, that's I a powerful <laughs> question. That's a powerful freaking it question. Is. It really is. It's a very powerful question, and it it threw me back. It was just like a, you know, and and it and it and it blew me away. And I and I said, and and I literally took the rest of the day off. Um, because it just resonated so much to me because I'm like, you know, I'm like, God, like, I want this business to flourish. Like, I want to be great. I want to, you know, do my work with purpose. Like, I want to connect with individuals. I want my food to bring happiness and nourishment and good conversations. And I wanted that, but I, but I didn't feel it. And, um, I took that day off and, I just started telling myself, like, Ruby, what is it that you have to work with internally so that you can reconnect with your business? Because I always tell individuals, um, especially other uh, business vendor friends, um, you know, always take care of yourself. Take care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself, right, and this applies also in personal beings, right? Like if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't give out to others. That's the same thing in our business. If we don't take care of ourselves personally, we cannot give out to our business so that our business can give out to others as a, you know, as a blessing. Like there's, there's no, there's nothing that you're being able to give because you're, you're struggling so much and I identified so much with that whole imposter syndrome. Somebody had mentioned it to me like a couple years ago and I was like, yeah, I guess that's what I'm feeling. But, you know, you don't want to think that that's you because, you know, the vision is the business. It's the business. Like you got to keep it moving and you got to keep it going. Like there's no, there's no time, you know, but if you don't make time, then there won't be no time. So I started just switching the focus and just like reconnecting with myself you know, breathing, uh, you know, everyone knows that in the kitchen, it gets a little chaotic, you know, it's hot, you know, there's, we're always, uh, uh, as they like to say, turning off fires and, um, you know, taking a moment to step back and just recollect myself has helped me understand more situations and address issues before they get to, to a bigger problem. So, there's so much that ties in with this whole imposter syndrome, excuse me, because it, there are times where you almost doubt, like, if you're in the right place, because you're just like, and and I know a lot of it is, you know, we're workaholics, we like to work, you know, we're we're always improving ourselves. But like I said, crucial, crucial, crucial is self-improvement, which I knew that I had to do. And once I started leaning into that and educating myself and nourishing myself, not only uh, physically, but mentally and spiritually, like I felt a shift. I felt a shift in in uh, in falling in love with with the seeds that I have sown, that I have you know planted. Like it was more like I was. I felt more sure. And I think that that some of us have to have that question asked, especially if we feel like we're detaching from a business, from the business. And, and you know, that your clientele is feeling it, you know, 
I think that so, yeah. for me, um, it's not so much that I feel detached from my business, but for me, um, it's been something that I've, I've had to work with a lot. Um, and it's the fact that growing up, I was always told um, that I wasn't humble. Like, tú eres muy orgullosa, you know, like that. And for me, um, I always thought, well, I need to wash myself down. Like, I have to water down my personality and who I am because I don't want the, like, every time that I see you, you're like, oh, my God, I'm in front of a celebrity. You're, you're so cute when you say that to me. But it's like a lot of people <laughs> get, like, kind of gooey I want to say like that when they see me like oh my god I can't believe that it's you or whatever and I don't see myself like that and I've always felt like mm. I've ha I have to keep myself super super humble um and I think the one thing that I'm working on is there's a difference between being ac like accepting what you have um, accomplished and another thing is being conceited about it and being like pompous like I don't want to be a pompous ass about it obviously but I always struggle with like that like um I could never take in the moment of feeling proud of what I've done and what I've accomplished because I've always had this um and I feel like I'm gonna cry right now but I've always had like this feeling like I have to keep Very it nice. I have to stay humble I have to stay humble you know um and actually a lot of people not only family but like the people that are following you that are sometimes even following you just so they can judge you will tell you that oh you forgot where you're from you forgot that you started from the bottom you know and I'm like no I I didn't forget that I started from the bottom but I'm not at the bottom anymore and it's okay for me to feel proud of what I have accomplished because nobody knows behind the scenes. Like, it's not just like you, it's not just the food that you're putting in front of people. You have to work on yourself first, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, because what we do, it literally is our entire life. Like, this isn't a nine to five type of thing. Like, this is a way of, like, for other people, their hobbies is how they live. Their nine to five is how they live. Like for us, like for me, cake is my life. Like I am constantly thinking, yeah, it. it's, I am, I heart cakes by Jaddy. You are I cake. am. Yes. And you are <laughs> like, and Jaddy says catering, you know, you are food. You yes. Know? So yeah, man, it's, it's like people don't, people think, oh, I'm just going to start a business and it's going to be amazing. And they don't know, like what it really takes to be successful all the work that we have to put into it not only in our business but mostly on ourselves that's intense yes. oh man you're mentioning all those points and 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 i completely agree there's been a i think once time passes there are so many transitions that we go through uh between um you know circle of friends uh, our environment, um, you know, our environment, not only around here, but in here. Um, and like I said, there were so many things that, that I wanted to, to feel, but I knew that I can't feel that if I'm not changing what I'm consuming. And, um, I think that the whole, like, you know, the individuals, the comment, the naysayers, um, it tends to happen 
when individuals are latched on to you being their safety blanket in some way, shape, or form. And a lot of the times, uh, you tend to be a light in people's lives, right? You tend to be a light. And I think you don't notice it because, you know, you're, you're just living your, your your life, you know, you're, you're, you're doing your work and everything. But I know that there are many people out there that don't have uh, a blossoming environment. And I think even just tapping in, tapping into whatever you, you uh, expose of yourself. So like, whether you showcase a little bit of your life on social media um, or just like your practices for well-being mentally and everything, like there are individuals out there that because their environment isn't like that, like, you know, you're the light for that, you know? And I think that there will always be someone critiquing something that you're doing. I mean, you could be doing the greatest, the greater good, all of God's work, and there will always be someone like critiquing. But there are way many people, there are so many people out there that see you and see what you do and see who you are and then see the essence that you attach to your product. Like, and they want that, you know, and I think, I think like before I used to be like, I feeling like how you were saying, like with, with the comments that, that people make, but I think once past passing, like moving forward, I kind of like had to do like this a little bit, um, while I was working on myself, um, because you will get a lot of the, oh, you're changing, you know, you're brand new, you know, like what's going on. You don't come around anymore. And I think more conversations need to be uh, had transparently, even with those people that make those comments. Like, hey, man, I just wasn't feeling myself. You know, I needed, you know, I needed to shift. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I listen. A lot of people don't know this, but my radio plays jazz and audible music or audible books that's all I listen to that's what's in my earbuds all the time I could be cooking and I'm probably like nah, nah, nah. but it's literally like <laughs> some some book probably playing in my ear or or you know or maybe something like classical like and I and I'm a lover of all genres of music but that's what calms me down because like I said the type of work I do I always have to be running so at some point I had to pull back and prepare myself for those running days, you know, have a clear mind, you know, give myself time to breathe, time to have, you know, un cafecito, un té, lo que sea, like, I, I needed that, so whatever you're doing, like, please don't stop, you know, like, I know every time I see you, like, <laughs> I, I'm like, oh my god, it's daddy, but it's just because you're, you're the, who you are, and who I've gotten to know, and as a, as a, a a friend or a business friend, um, I can appreciate just being around and and seeing everything you're putting out there. Like it's so amazing. Like you know, with your brand and you're growing it, and got classes. You got all these little cool little knickknacks with the with the bento boxes and whatnot. Like I, I'm, I love it, and I love seeing Hispanic women push through. And continue to build, excuse my language, but these badass brands and just like just owning it because, yeah, there are so many stereotypes and so many limitations with us. And 
just us shining like I'm always empowering other like Latina, you know, entrepreneurs because we got it hard, but we are, we are like, we are some super heroes. (laughs) We make it happen. Yeah. The future is Latina for sure. So do you find it that, um, being obviously in the event industry as a Latina has come with its challenges when it comes to like other vendors. Like let's talk about other vendors. Like it's not so much the clients because the clients will follow us anywhere that we go, but let's talk about working with vendors in the event industry. What's that been like? <laughs> um, well, it it's it's really well <laughs> i put oh, you on the spot right now <laughs> you did you did um everything you know everyone's on this run uh for success um and i'm and i i'm going to speak for myself i'm in a run for experiences um because we only have one life that's that's how i'm looking at it that's how that's how i like to kind of push forward um with other vendors uh sometimes there could be tension sometimes there can be animosity uh sometimes there could be drama sometimes like you can feel like you're back in high school um and then sometimes you can feel like you have this beautiful uh chain of community of individuals that just want to see you grow i'm talking about the late night texts or early morning text messages like girl you know like and and not in eventing about you know critiquing an event but just like a breather you know convo and things like that and and i've had that with uh different vendors and it's weird because it's vendors that i've gotten to work with and like um been present to see their growth. So they've seen they're seeing me in my business and me continuing to grow it and me seeing them start their business and continue to grow it. And it's so crazy how sometimes even individuals that are less time in in you know in business can provide such beautiful words, especially when there are moments where you want to give up. It happens. Like we all go through this I mean being an entrepreneur is a roller coaster of emotions. But um in in the being a latina with with uh entrepreneur with with other vendors um you know sometimes you get looked at like you know what is this one coming with uh you know este eh, oh she's bringing the typical arroz con gandula and pernil um and i make that i i make it yeah um but i also make other things and i make other things with love and with flavor and when i'm cooking when I'm cooking, I actually play music and music is blaring all around me. And I'm just like, it's just me and the food. I don't talk to any of my staff members. Like I just connect. So yeah, I make other stuff besides that. And I just want to say that um, the other month that we went to the Florida Expo, there were other, yes. I didn't know that you were going to be there. I honestly, I didn't participate as a vendor because I didn't want to spend the money getting a booth. And I'm like, you know what? All I want to do is collect business cards from other vendors. I wasn't interested in meeting couples, just vendors. So I went as a spectator and there were other catering businesses there. But then I saw this long ass line and I'm like, well, the food must be good there. If 
if the line is this long. And then as I got closer and I saw it was you, I was like, of course this line is this long. And honestly, like out of all the catering business that were there, I'm sorry if there's anybody listening to this right now, but I have to speak the truth. But like your food was on freaking point and your presentation was amazing. The only thing that I would tell you though, is that I feel like people want to talk to you. And so you running around in the background and plating, you have to think <laughs> about that for the next time. You have to be in the front meeting your, your people and then letting other people serve. Because girl, it wasn't it was so amazing to watch you like in your in your like in your own environment and doing your thing like in your element and it was just so amazing. And like honestly, I tried some other food like from another person. I don't want to say who it was, but I put a bite in my mouth and I spit it out immediately because I'm like these cat I oh. don't want bad calories in <laughs> I cannot count these calories, but <laughs> if, if I'm gonna yeah, eat that, I'm gonna be exactly. Oh my goodness! Yes, so definitely. Um, disclaimer: um, I am a very, very uh, shy person, and I usually just let loose when I'm <laughs> when I'm around food. <laughs> um, I just like. Uh, I almost feel like no one's there and no one's watching. So I completely agree. Um, I've been told that uh, I do need to um, get out there and speak more to the clients, which is weird because when I do my tastings, those are my favorite days. I love tastings. And I'm, I'm currently, I'm the one that's been doing all the tastings. So when I cook the food, it's just, it's such a good time with the clients. Like when we sit down and we go over everything. Like, I love that part. And I think I love that part right there because of like, it's just us. I think with the expo, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I know I have to get out there. I think with the expo, I was just like overwhelmed. First off, I was so if I thought that I was over the whole imposter syndrome thing that day, I was truly like, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, this is not true. This is not real. Right. Because last year we participated we were in the back and we still you know we had we had you know some commotion going on back there so they switched us next to the stage and I was like I was looking at my event manager I'm like Lauren we're by the stage we're by the stage like you know I was like having all these like anxious nervousness and and I'm like all right we're gonna do this but then I got, we just got slammed. Like, even if I didn't want to be like, like in the back, I felt so bad because my prep lady, Patricia, was just struggling so much. But she's one of those like cool, calm and collected, yet you could still see the yeah. nervousness. <laughs> we call her mom in the group. And she, I felt so bad. And I'm like, Patricia, we're going to do this. It's just, we got, we got to keep up. We're going to get, we're going to bang out this food. And, and most definitely, I was so grateful that day. I was so overwhelmed. I didn't even believe, I didn't even believe that there was that line and it was continuous for so many hours. And deep down inside, to be honest with you, Daddy, I was crying. Like I was like, oh, I'm so grateful. Like I was just like taking it in. I felt like, like, like a, like a, oh man, like, like, like a superstar, yes. but but I should have definitely connected more with them. Um, 
And hopefully the next show that we do, I'm going to be more out there and and, and more, um, you know, uh, just expressive with them and, and, and just connect with them. Because I know I know a lot of people wanted to chat and and I there was even clients that have already booked me that came up to our table and they're like, really, it's me. And I'm like, ah! you know, it, it was I love it. I love it. It was a great it was the expo was all, a, definitely an amazing experience. And I'll do that three thousand times again because it's it's great but yes so i agree. definitely what is in the future for latin raices catering oh my god in the future so honestly where i see latin raices i want latin raices to impact um realistically uh, like i told you we grew up very humble um with not a lot and um just making of what we had. So I see LRC being a company that not only impacts events when hired, but impacts the community. You know, I want my company to nourish um, those that don't have access to nourishment. Um, so not only feeding with food, um, but feeding uh, mentally and physically um, to communities that just don't have access to these types of resources. Um, like that's the type of work that I want my business to do. Um, and I want my business to also create a program to educate and bring food, good food education back to the schools, uh, teaching these kids, you know, the nourishment and how food is life and, and it can heal and it's healing. And I, that's where I want LRC to be. Um, we are going through ingredient transitions <clears throat> um, to be more um, a eco-friendly. Uh, a lot of our disposables are going to be changing to uh, like bamboo uh, biodegradable um, stuff. Our seasonings. Uh, I have a meeting coming up soon with Loisa um, seasoning, which they're the ones that make the good sazon. Uh, and sazon is such a crucial ingredient um, in my in my cooking, and they're going to be providing a definitely look them up. They are going to be providing us with uh, their sazon, but this sazon is first off uh, created with natural ingredients and sourced from Puerto Rico and just healthy, good eats, you know. Um, I don't want to take away from what we grew, grew up on, but I think there's a way for us to continue to consume these foods in a way where it just brings us, you know, into a happy place, you know, but still nourishing our body in a better way. Um, so overall, I want my business to just be impactful um, uh, in all aspects, physically, mentally, and spiritually. <laughs> Why well. not? Any final words that you can give anybody who is starting a business in the event industry? Final words uh, and final advices, I guess. I would say um, don't be afraid to fail. Find yourself a mentor. A limit limit a little bit, not completely, limit a little bit the hangout time and do more of the things that bring you joy. 
but also incorporate things that help you grow, like learning skills and things like that. Um, the joy part is so that you can be a better you. The skills part is so that you can produce, you know, um, with being a better you. And uh, be consistent. Even if you fail, like, just get back up and do it. And don't think about it. Like, just do it. Fear limits us. Fear is just a room that we create and we like to live in it. And, and we like to use it as a, as, a, a, as a setback. And it's just us. It's literally just us. So being consistent, pushing forward, don't think about it. Find yourself a mentor, you know, drink lots of water, get sleep. Sleep is so important. And um, and do good. Do good. Put out That's good. That's amazing. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. I know that my listeners are going to appreciate this, like, breath of fresh air of that you can be <laughs> successful in what you want to do. Um, without fear of competition or even fear of yourself. So thank you so very much for inspiring us to be better, to do better, and basically to kick ass. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me reach more Latina listeners like you who also want to grow their cake business. Visit my website, orlandocakeacademy.com, and join my email list for updates, new program announcements, and future classes. You can also find me on Instagram at bakingaboss. Thank you so much for your support, and remember, el cielo es el límite.